So nobody can deny that um, the last few episodes that I put out there are, it can be considered incendiary, even though I believe that certain things should be. Um, obviously, I have a complicated view, or what some people may consider to be a complicated view of things like Juneteenth and and um, other similar holidays and some uh, political political things. You know, I, I that's the purpose of my podcast. I want people to think beyond yes and no. You know, the binary of always good and always bad. And while Juneteenth is one of those topics, as are several other topics, like trans rights, I mean, obviously, support cultural self-identification, cultural support, etc. Obviously, you need to support those. My point with all of these incendiary podcasts are don't let that stop you from thinking about it. Don't let, don't allow a blind support to, to allow you to lie about facts or history. The truth is a more powerful weapon than a lie ever could be. So that's always been my message. Um, I know a lot of people don't believe that. They say, well, it's okay to gloss over things. I don't believe that. That's where I will differ on somebody on Juneteenth. That's where I'll differ on somebody on trans rights. These things need to be. But you can't sit there and say, someone who's been a man for 30 years has the same body type as someone who's been a woman for 30 years. No amount of surgery is going to change that. No amount of anything is going to change the natural steroids. You know, um, but that doesn't mean you don't call a trans woman a woman. You call them a woman. There are certain aspects of society where that distinction must be made. There are very few and very far between. Just like with Juneteenth. Juneteenth is not the was not the first nor the last declaration of the emancipation. You know, a lot of people try and say it's the first and last. No, it was highly important to Texas. I can understand why a lot of people identify with that because maybe they don't know their own emancipation dates in terms of where they lived or I mean their their ancestry lived. So I understand that too. But don't lie about history. You know, the truth will empower you. So I also understand how people say, don't tell people about the truth. Don't, don't talk down to them. I have never, ever, ever wanted any of my podcasts to seem like I'm talking down to you. If you listen to my podcast, I love the fact that you are participating. You're participating in allowing me to continue my podcast. You're participating in allowing yourself to hear my views. I don't ever want it to sound like I'm talking down to you. 
Unless you're some sort of fucking Nazi. In which case, I will definitely talk down to you. Now that I've covered my last few podcasts, and I've reiterated my my general statement of I love you all, and I want you all to be mentally healthy, and I don't want anything that I have said to have hurt you. Unless you're a fucking Nazi, in which case, fuck you. Um, I want to talk about something amusing to me. Throughout the 80s and 90s, um, well, I should say throughout the end of the 60s, the 70s and the 80s and 90s, there was an explosion of quote-unquote weird African names. I say quote-unquote because I don't believe it was true. I, I have had a unique position where I am in contact with hundreds of names a day. Hundreds of names a day. From all ethnicities, from all backgrounds. And while I love me some good skits, like Key and Peel's substitute teacher, where he refuses to pronounce the white kids' names correctly, uh, that is funny. It's very funny. It's also a giant fucking lie. Um, you know, comedy's based on lies, on exaggerations. So, I mean, it, it, that Key and Peele skit is, uh, it's one of my favorite ones. I will default to it. I'll watch it whenever it's suggested in my watching. Just because it's two minutes, funny as hell. And I, I, I love them. I love the skit. I love the way it's written. But in my lifetime, I have run across far more difficult names from white people than I have from any other skin color under the sun. Now, maybe that's because of my education. Maybe that's because I know how to pronounce names. Um, a lot of black names, African-American names, they're not really African. A lot of them are actually... Um, now, please don't take offense to this word. From a linguistic standpoint, bastardizations of Spanish and French names. I say bastardization not to insult, but that's the term that is often used. You know, instead of using a C, you use a K. Uh, instead of using an O, you use an A. And uh, I think the only name from a black man or woman that I found difficult is uh, Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris. It's Kamala Harris. See, I keep for I keep fucking it up. That's because for years I've saw, I saw her name. See, it's not an issue of it's it's one of those things where you have seen a word. And you've never heard it pronounced. For like 10 fucking years. You've seen that word. And in your mind. You did your best to pronounce it. Using Latin roots and prefixes. So I read it as Kamala. 
which also is actually an African name. Kamala is an African name, but it's Kamala, right? Oh my God, maybe I'm fucking it up now. Anyway, that is the only name that has ever given me trouble in my entire fucking life. The vast majority of names of black and African-American people that I've come across, even if it's Nigerian, I can look at it and I'll say to them, uh, what a fascinating name. Is it pronounced this way? And I say it, and I say it correctly. And we, we, we have a little joke, we have a little laugh. Yes, you said it correctly. That That's fantastic. Um, the vast majority of names so, that I run across typically aren't African or Dominican. Well, Dominican, they're almost all French. They are French names. And if you know the history of a place, you can know how to at least try to pronounce the name. Now, you might be, uh, I'm, sometimes I might be off by um, a vowel. I'll be corrected, and I'll get it like that. Uh, a lot of names I see are Jefferson, Washington, Lawrence, Larry. Do you know how many African-American or black people in this world are named Larry? Sam. Simon. Bud. I, I mean, I'm ta- I, I, when I say I run across... Over a hundred names a day, and I have to—I have to know how to pronounce them. I'm telling the truth here. You know, a lot of people tell me, "Oh, that's bullshit." What about this? This is like fuck. I—I—I I, I think I saw that name once. I got it right once when I read it. But for every um, oh god, let me think of a name. I'll just, I, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't make a false example. But for every so-called African name that I see, I see like a hundred or two hundred quote-unquote white names. And by white names, I mean like Spanish, French, English, um, you know, that type of thing. And, um... The hardest names that I've ever had to pronounce are white immigrant names. I say that even though the person's family may have been here for a hundred years. My own grandma's name, Reddig. It took me years. And it's a family name. Riddick. It's not really spelled the way it's pronounced. It's German. Um, it took me about 15 years to learn how to pronounce Weird Al Yankovic's name correctly, and I just stumbled over it. I did, I'm going to blame the COVID on it. It took me 15 years to figure out how to pronounce it. I, I see a lot of Polish names, I see a lot of Hungarian names, I see a lot of Romanian names, I see a lot of Ukrainian names. These are all quote-unquote white people names. 
I cannot pronounce half of them without asking them how. So, I just wanted to put this out there. Is my, are my experiences, are my anecdotal experiences, have you had the similar thing? Have you had a similar situation? Oh, here's another one. Kevin. Kevin. Daryl. Incredibly popular names for people in the black or African American community. Which might be why I've been called the N-word so much of my life on, on the internet. My name's Kevin. And, uh, and here's another funny one for you. My last name of Connor. Do you know how many fucking people call it Conor? Conor! Vast majority of them are from the Philippines and from India. I'll give it that. But I hear the name Conor two to three times a week. So, do you have a name that people mispronounce? I mean, like, a name that's, like, simple. Do you have a name that you consider to be difficult to pronounce? But people actually tend to pronounce it correctly. See, I've had people who have had really difficult names, and I, and I nailed it on my first try. And they start laughing. They say, you got it. You got it right. See how many people get wrong. And they stop and they think, they say, you know what? Actually, a lot of people get it right. So I want to ask you, in your, in your life, in your anecdotal uh, experiences, do you have a strange, quote, unquote, strange name? Do you have a, quote, unquote, common name? Do you have a quote unquote, uh, maybe not strange or common, but difficult to pronounce name? I mean, names from from Norway. Oh, they will throw me. They will throw me, and uh, that's because the J is not always a Y sound, and sometimes there are four consonants strung together. Maybe I'm not thinking. Maybe it's not Norway where where I've seen that, but uh, in that Nordic region. I've run into names, you know, people coming from that region, four consonants strung, strung together, and I have to sit there for a second to try and guess it. Um, now, when I guess a name, I am always polite about it, and I say, wait, let me see if I could get this right. And if I don't, they'll laugh with me. I, I'll say, I'm so sorry. They say, no, you gave it a shot. People actually, now, are you a person who is happy when someone tries to give a shot at your name, um, the vast majority of people I speak with, they actually want me to give it a shot. And I think that's because it's some sort of, it's a way of cultural exchange. It, it shows that one person's interested in learning about another person's culture or family or, or life. A, a name can tell you a lot about a person's life. Now, um, Let's say you have a very difficult name to pronounce. Do you think it's funny? Do you, do you tr give people a challenge? Why don't you pronounce my name? I've had people do that with me. I, I tend to succeed. Pardon me.
this COVID's really tough. Um, I tend to succeed. Uh, not all the time. I have a good laugh when I fail. Uh, but then they, they always politely correct me. Or maybe they don't correct me. They say, oh, you're close. I said, oh, come on, you got to tell me. They'll repeat it to me and I'll repeat it to them. I'll get it right. I say, that's a beautiful name. It's a wonderful name. It's an interesting name. Or are you someone who gets offended when they mispronounce your name? If you get offended, I'm going to make this plea to you. Please don't get offended. If someone is trying to pronounce your name, they're trying to learn more about you and more about who you are. Because it's a lot of names with different pronunciations or different spellings will tell the person the mindset of your family. Did they immigrate? Great. Did they come from a special area of the country and they wanted to distinguish themselves while having a classically sounding name? Like Camille, K-A-M-I-L-E, or I-L-L-E. That's like C-A-M-I-L-L-E, right? Very French. Um, it could be that that name was from a grandmother. Maybe they didn't know how to spell. Maybe they were a former slave. And they, they, they chose the name Camille when they were, when they were free. They didn't quite know how to spell, so they, they did the best they could. That's a history lesson. Uh, a name that looks Slavic. You find out that that family escaped. You know, because I will talk to people about their names. Uh, you know, the, the computer is sometimes slow. I have conversations. Find out that their grandmother moved over to escape genocide. I love, I love the sharing of names. I love the sharing of experiences of history and everything. What does your name tell people about you? Did your family, uh, if you are a minority, did your family name you Washington because they believe in the ideals of this country? A lot of, a lot of black and African Americans were named Washington, Jefferson, Adams, uh, things like that. Or John, for John the Baptist, uh, not to assimilate to white society so much as to demonstrate with their life and their name, their belief, their belief in a positive future. I've learned that, you know, over, over my lifetime. And it's a very similar thing with Mexican-Americans. Uh, American Indians, uh, you can go either way. Either it's uh, uh, maintaining their culture. I've met a lot of American Indians. Wonderful names. Running Bear. I, I've met a couple of Running Bears. Um, sometimes people are open. We'll discuss it. I say, that's a fascinating name. I say, oh, sometimes people are bears. They go, oh, no, no, no. I say, no, no, no that's a wonderful name. You know, um, any, any particular reason. Sometimes there's no particular reason. So they say, no, it's just family. Well, that's a one, that's an amazing name. My name's just Kevin. They have a laugh. So I just wanted to ramble a bit about a topic that's not incendiary. 
I just thought I'd put this out there of things that I've noticed. Oh, another thing. A lot of African names come from the Dutch and come from the English. Um, you know, or come from is Islamic tradition or Jewish tradition. There's a huge black Jewish populace in Africa. I believe the largest concentration may be in Ethiopia. Um, I'm not sure. Trying to go off of memory of several TV shows that I've seen, several documentaries. So, a lot can be said. You know, it's like William Shakespeare. Oh, what's in a name? Well, actually, a lot is in the name. Mr. Shakespeare, a lot is in a name. And, I mean, I understand that line. That line is, is basically Romeo and Juliet talking about how, forget our family names. Let's build our own future. I, I get that's what it meant. But at the same time, there is a lot to a name. There's a lot to a person's culture and a person's identity. And uh, this episode focused mostly on black and African-American names, but there are so many fascinating Spanish names out there, uh, among other things. Uh, my co-worker, he actually has a Russian first name. I believe, I believe he said it is Russian because part of his family is Russian and a Spanish last name. And uh, I'll tease him. He teases me back. I tease him. Um, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. I only tease people who are receptive to it. I, I don't go out there to harm people uh, mentally or physically. Um, so when I say I tease my coworker, I mean th there have been times. There have been times where I say, "Okay, dude, if I go too far, just smack me," and he'll just start laughing and he'll tease me for being so worried that I go too far. Um, I really, I really do my best not to go too far. You know, it's just like, oh, you filthy pinko commie Russian. Uh, you know, I, I say that, the, the, just friendly teasing. You know, what? Well, you know, I said KGB, we know how to do this, this, you know, that's the type of teasing. Um, so lots in a name, 22 minutes, just me talking about names. So what are your experiences? Are your experiences similar to Key and Peele? Do people actually, do you have an, an African name uh, that people can't get or a Spanish name people can't get or whatever? Does it offend you? Or have you had people actually interested in your name? Uh, do you start talking about it? Do you start carrying a conversation? I, I could talk about anything. I could talk about anything from, uh, you know what? I'm not going to talk about food right now. Because this will turn into an hour-long podcast. Oh, I love cooking and I love barbecue. Hey, to anybody out there. Okay, so I'm changing the subject right now. You know where I was getting at with, with names. Share with me what you think. But I'm changing the subject right out now out there. Don't be offended. If a foodie like me brings up stuff like barbecue. Um, one time in my life, a guy, African-American, I started, I don't know how we got on the topic, 
But I started talking about Memorial Day and barbecue. And I actually think he got offended because uh, there's, I guess there's some sort of racial stereotype about black people and barbecue. Um, he left the conversation amicably, so I might be reading too much into it. But if I start talking with you about food or if you bring up barbecue, you will not get me off that subject. <laughs> you won't. Oh, that's a terrible laugh. COVID won't even allow me to laugh. You will not get me off that subject. Um, if you're Mexican and you bring up any sort of Mexican recipe, you will not get me off that subject. Mexican food. Barbecue. And I mean any kind of fucking barbecue. Whether it's Asian. Whether it's Korean. Whether it's Japanese. Whether it's Nordic. Uh, English. African. You get me on the topic of food. You will not get me off that topic. So um, if, there's, if you meet somebody like me. Humor them. Because there are people like me out in the world. We, we love food. We love culture. Food is culture. You know, food is probably the most powerful form of cultural exchange. The Roman Empire was built off of it. The Egyptian Empire was built off of it. The British Empire was built off of it. And uh, the American pseudo-empire... We're not quite an empire. We're pseudo. We are built off of it. Spanish empire was built off of it. French empire was built off of it. So names and food. I ask everybody out there, unless someone is being nasty about your name, or your culturally significant food, join in the discussion. You might meet a new friend. You might get a new recipe. You might just have a laugh. So love you all. Take care.